The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Roaring Peacock main cast. My name is Adonis. You know me from the Adelites. With me is Ross from the Man on the Post pod. Hello, mate. And Alex at Riot Badger, the man behind the small faces. Good evening. Alex. I like how you, you've not rehearsed that at all. It just comes at all <laughs> from the ether. Man, small face. Badger. <laughs> <laughs> the small badger face man. So, starting off with the news this week. The documentary dropped last week. Hopefully, that has given my fellow peacocks a chance to watch it. Ross McCormack joined Aldershot, who changed their Twitter profile to the club Ross McCormack plays for. Beautiful. Le- Leeds destroyed fellow promotees Fulham before kindly allowing them back into the game, proving that there is no end to the kindness of Marcelo Bielsa, who, as if to emphasize the point one more time, cracked a small dick joke on the post-match press conference. On a serious note, after a courageous battle, little Leeds United fan Ellis died of a brain tumour, and our thoughts are with his family. Jordan Stevens was sent out on loan to Swindon Town and... We're not sure what he did wrong to deserve that. (laughs) Uh, The government have added to the confusion of social distancing laws, but clarified that fans will not be back in stadiums from October. Boo. 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 And finally, uh, Victor Orta's European pillage hit a snag when a trumped-up energy drinks company snatched Gradiol from under our noses. He wasted no time, though, reportedly making moves for Diego Llorente, who had been previously linked with West Ham, Spurs and Liverpool. What a week, guys. Yeah, what a week. Never slows down, does it? We do about 4,500 pods, but there's still more <laughs> to talk about. It's great. <laughs> After watching that documentary, I could not love uh, Victor Orta anymore right now. The, the yeah. passion that man has for Legion United is un, it's unmatched, I think, for a, like an executive of a club. It's, it's ridiculous. And he just never stops working, apparently. Yeah, I watched it and I thought, them reactions, they're just for the camera. I thought, it's really not. No. I remember he ripped a monitor off the wall, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, a few seasons ago. So. He's a lunatic, when, but When he lunatic. cries. Yeah. When he ends up in tears when we score. Just when we when we score a goal. So he's not quite like, I think most of us cried, you know, when, when we lost the derby in the playoffs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, when it's, but he, we just score a, a normal goal. In, yeah. a, in a in a normal game, and he's there in tears. <laughs> the slow mo of him, where he's, he's screaming something, it's like ah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. I do worry a little bit for his health because that that much up and down is not good for the heart. Really, <laughs> no. Yeah, but he's been a busy boy. Diego Lorente looks like a good player, and uh, my friend who. Uh, she is a, a La Liga expert. Well, she's a Barcelona fan. Um, but she says that um, uh, Lorente is uh, he's great on the ball, got good passing, not bad in the air, tackling and uh, from set pieces is really good. He's a bit dodgy in one-on-ones, but could play defensive midfielder if we're desperate. He's a very Bielsa defender and not bad deal for 20 million euros. 
but I like how we're not quoting experts anymore on this podcast. Just more no, who right. scored? I stopped, I stopped no. trusting experts. No, just go watch his Get away with you. <laughs> my friend watches him week in well uh, every time that they're, they're playing and yeah he says it's a good deal maybe it, it enables us to play that three three one three. yeah oh yeah that's a good point actually hmm. and the Dan James stuff as well was that, that apparently we'd agreed a deal yesterday according to one account that had many 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 followers right that means fuck all because apparently Man <laughs> um, United have said he's not for sale whether that's part of the merry-go-round, I don't know, but I would like to see him back at well, back at Leeds. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he played a game for us, he just sort of signed and then didn't. Um, but I think he'd be good at Leeds. Uh, yeah, definitely. I have to take a bit of umbrage with this idea that because we've signed another centre back, that will allow us to play three-three-one-three. Ross, uh, did you read the WhatsApp chat today? Or well, I, I guess you didn't. Yeah. By the time I look into it, it's about 190 messages, and I kind of skim through a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Did you not? <laughs> did you not see me explode like a volcano with um, Bielsa tactics and formations today when someone suggested that very same thing? Oh yeah, I just found it now. Yeah, give me a while. You, you two talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right. <laughs> and it's down to a two-person podcast for the next five minutes. Ross has been eliminated. <laughs> no, so I mean, basically, as I understand it, and I am by no means an expert, and. But the thing is, we're never going to get Bielsa on this podcast, unfortunately, to explain it all to us. Well, so, him, hi, I'm, come on, you never know. I'm the best you've got. <laughs> we'll probably get Dave Fock a day if we try it hard enough. Or we'll just ask him. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. We should get Fock a day on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Even Junior to dribbling in Can we do that? Yeah, we can ask him. He'd come on. So, so, I'm, a so host, play... I'm a host now. I do it every week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we play a hybrid of three three one three and four one four one. I think we we kind of move more towards a three three one three in possession and a four one four one out of possession when defending. Right. And I don't see those. Um, I don't see Bielsa changing the the personnel in those positions. That each person is a, each position is very specific and requires um, people to really know that role for it to work. And that's that's why you see, for example, Rodrigo was being yelled at the whole time um, when he tried to play number 10 because he's not in the right place where Bielsa wants him to be. Rodrigo! You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, if we were to play the three centre-backs, so Cooper, uh, Koch and, um, and Lorente, yeah. uh, in, in the back line as part of the 3313 then that would that would mean that that KP would be playing in the click position or you know KP wouldn't be involved so i can't really see that happening um no for, for me i think KP stays in the team unless unless something drastic happens but yeah i can't see any signing i can't see any signing that we'd make that take KP out of the team no Nah, even though he's, he would a bit off the bile, I don't yeah, I think he's kind of first on the team sheet in it, really. Yeah, sorry, West Ham fans. Uh, even if we signed Declan Rice, he wouldn't be getting in our <laughs> no, team. No. £80 million Declan Rice. <laughs> Very much a Chelsea signing, that is. Yeah, Declan Rice can go on loan to Fleetwood or something. Be <laughs> that is true. Um, so we've kind of started talking about the transfers. So should we just keep on going with that? So I wrote a little bit about Diego Lorente. So a brief summary. West Ham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester and Monaco 
Monaco as recently as January offered 20 million euros. So they were all in for him. It was rumored at one point or another. His release clause is 50 million euros. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's be really careful about that because that is similar to what Harry Sacco's release clause is. <laughs> so that tells us absolutely nothing. <laughs> he was quick though, Hadi. Oh, yeah, Sacco. couldn't square it through his, his life. No. Fan favorite. Yeah, I liked Hadi. He was fun. Yeah. Um, so Lorente has has just been outside of the pecking order for for the Spanish squads. So um, yeah, I mean he was he was kind of he's kind of been behind PK and Ramos, and and now obviously PK is retired, and so at the moment it's um, Torres and Ramos, but he's on the bench with Garcia. Yeah, um, from Man City. Man City yeah. Did you like how? I tried yeah. to do the Spanish accent there. Yeah, I'm doing that. It's better than the scouts on that I did a few times back. <laughs> Garcia. Garcia. No, um, no, no, I see it. <laughs> my lemon pledge, Garcia. <laughs> so he's competing with Martinez and Hermoso for the, the first choice substitute in that centre-back position. And obviously Ramos is going to retire soon. Yeah. So he, we could find ourselves, if we get him, with this starting Spanish centre-back. Um, yeah. Go well, along with our starting uh, Spanish striker. We just need a midfielder to complete the set now. It's like Monopoly. If you get all three, you <laughs> can smart the land on them. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a Wolves, but with, this, with the Spanish. With Spain, yeah. yeah. That could be better than Portugal, so I'm, I'm all on board for this. So, um, Guilhem Balug, or Guilhem Baug, or how do you say his name? <laughs> Guilhem Balague. Guilhem Balague. Yeah. <laughs> You tried a bit too hard with that accent. He's <laughs> just how he spelled Balogay. Gillem Balogay. This caveat's fantastic. <laughs> oh, Gillem, this caviar. <laughs> Your Balogay caviar is fantastic. Um, what was that? F- f- the Ferrero Rocher. Oh, <laughs> Ambassador. You're spoiling <laughs> us. Ambassador, with these transfer rumors, you're really spoiling us. <laughs> oh, Gillum. <laughs> oh, Gillum. You're not supposed to touch me like that. In the weeds. We are in the weeds. Right. So, yeah. Gillum Balagay, what has he said? Yes, he said, um, so he's right-footed, but strong with his left foot. So, he's quick. He should be stronger. in. He needs to be stronger in his 50-50s, but he's got good ball distribution. And last season, he was playing on the left, which has sort of put his stats down a bit. Obviously, he's a right-footed player. So, yeah. So, generally, he is on the right, and he would be competing with Koch for that uh, starting position on the right, I would have thought. But he's also comfortable playing on the left, but not as good. (sighs) Uh, yeah, it sounds all right. I mean, I yeah. know absolutely nothing about him, but he sounds impressive for what you guys have said. So I'm, I'm a goer. I'm a big fan. He also sounds like an ice cream flavor. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's my um, <laughs> amount of knowledge. I love the uh, chocolate and the Diego Laurenti. <laughs> With a sprinkling of caramel and uh, hundreds and thousands. Just hold the Gvadiol, please. <laughs> None of that Gvadiol had it once with Red Bull. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay, so um, um, that was Diego Lorente, and I guess we don't know any more about him. No, not really. We'll find Ross, out. Ross, do you have any more friends who are uh, clued in with the 
La Liga. I'll go shout around. Do you have any more friends? <laughs> <laughs> just stop there. <laughs> Don't need the La Liga part. It's just you guys, my imaginary <laughs> Spanish friend. Put your Spanish feelers out there. <laughs> so what we're still looking for um, has been a centre-back. So that's probably going to be Lorente by the sounds of it. An 8 or a 10, uh, which sounds like it's coming down to DePaul or Malinovsk- Malinovsky. <laughs> I want DePaul. Malinovsky. DePaul's got a tattoo of a dog. There is no other player that we need. He's got yeah. a tattoo of a dog on his leg. That's Just enough. to wind Huddersfield fans up even more, <laughs> really. <yeah. laughs> and Dan James. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a bit bored with this DePaul one now. Just get it done or just move on. Yeah, I feel it. like he's wasting our time. I think there's an argument, though, that somebody mentioned on Twitter I saw earlier um, that we might be tempering as, as ambitions transfer-wise after the lockdown stuff with COVID because now it's obvious that we're not going to be in the stadiums until, well, not even this season, it seems. Mm. Are they going to temper the amount of money that they're going to make available for transfers because they're not going to have the, the match day income? So maybe that is is not helping the transfer. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Well, we're playing hardball uh, with Udinese, aren't we? Because we know everybody needs money. Yeah. We've got some, you know. They, we know they've they've got DePaul, but but we've got money. And they we know that they need money because they're as fucked with COVID as much as anybody and probably worse. And their transfer market's a little bit depressed, isn't it? I think. So, yeah. So we have got them slightly over a barrel. Whether we want to pull the trigger, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's stopping it. Well, we're trying to meet. I think we're trying to get them to meet in the middle or come down to our valuation, aren't they? Yeah, that's I think awesome. that's the that's the case of it. I think it's one of them things um, where we spent that much time on it now that if it doesn't happen, it's just going to be talked about forever, like the failing of Rajasthan and Otto. Yeah. It's like, oh, we didn't get the call. Like first time, first time we lose a game or. Um, Pablo's out for a few. It's going to be like, oh, we could have bought DePaul, but he didn't, and that's why we're going to be 18, 19. Yeah. So predictable. It's this generation Scaravi. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Just with no chain smoking or yeah. mosses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knees, hopefully. I mean, the, the the players that we've been linked with, mm. uh, I've got a list of them here. Yeah. Sergio Romero, Manu Kone, Hayden Roberts, Dan James, Diego Lorente, DePaul, Callum Chambers, Eric Pulga, Jao Mario. Yeah, Pulga and the Mario um, ones are the most recent ones, and they're both kind of holding midfielders, which, I mean, we said earlier that whoever we sign is not going to take uh, KP's place. So what, why are we interested in another holding midfielder? Unless Forshaw's never returning. Well, Lorente <laughs> L- 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 can play there anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and Hayden Roberts, I think we're just, we're just taking the piss with Brighton now. We're like, do Brighton have any more centre-backs that we can fuck, fuck them around with? What's the contract status of the rest of your centre-backs, please? Okay, that one. We'll try with that one now. Look what we did can with we this one. one? Yeah. <laughs> want that one? Want that one? <laughs> uh, yes, but just briefly touching on Malinovsky, because um, Phil did say that we that, that is genuine, so... He would be around 20 million euros, which is 10 million cheaper than DePaul. Um, played 40 times for Atalanta last season. So they, they bought him the previous summer and he helped them qualify for the Champions League again. Um, I've written down here, he could be bait to make Udinese accept a, a lower bid. 
Um, he scored his first goal for Atalanta versus Man City in the Champions League. He's got a powerful shot with either foot, but he's never been prolific. Um, but now I've looked at the stats and I made a comparison. You can either see them on our social media platform, uh, on our Twitter profile, or if you're watching on YouTube, I've put it up there. Um, and and yeah, just bear in mind, bear in mind that Atalanta scored 98 goals, <laughs> which was the most in Syria, and Udinese scored 37. And really, if it wasn't for DePaul, they would have been they would have been probably relegated. I mean, he has kept them up in the same way that um, Pablo kind of dragged us to the Premier League almost single handedly at the yeah. end of last season and the last. Too. Well, if they can come here and keep us up, I'm quite happy with that. So just a little bit more on transfers then. Um, we've made five senior ones, Hilda Costa, Melier, Harrison, Rodrigo, Koch, and six under-23s that we don't need to talk about. Doing a Fulham. <laughs> and that's it. I've, I've seen it around like, oh, they've made 10 transfers, but we haven't really. No. Joe Gelthart doesn't count. Charlie Adams, 16 years old. Cody Drama. These guys are going to be a long way from the first team. Um, and briefly, just on on what Phil Hay said, or Phil Hay said Philly. about the uh, the transfers, in something that I'd like to call Phil Hay Uncut, <laughs> which is re- really not really a, a segment name. It's just a bad joke. Um, so Dan James dependent on Scum bringing someone in. Um, Phil Hay said. And I quote, I just don't see DePaul happening, not unless something changes significantly. So is that why he's been getting dogs abused then? Because I saw people like, leave Phil alone, he's all right. Is it because he's just delivered the news and people don't like it? Is that why he's getting abused? Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Love our fan base. (laughs) (laughs) We need something to moan at, Phil. You're the target, I'm afraid, sorry. (laughs) It could be a combination of that. And he said the other day, or, you know, don't just believe me, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Passing the buck, Phil, come on. You are the only one. You have been for 16 years. Um, but I think that that just alludes to a bigger story, which is we're in a big sea now. Yeah. You know, um, Phil Hay was a shark in a little pond and he was, you know, the, the oracle when we were in the championship and the only one who was connected enough to be able to give us something that wasn't clickbait. And now we're in this massive you know ocean and there's enormous killer whales you know like Fabrizio Romano or whatever and and people who are much more connected than than Phil Hay yeah it's not like he can just ring up the counterpart at the local newspaper of Chesterfield and find out about which player we're interested in now it's it's (laughs) a slightly slightly different level (laughs) yeah Yes, and the Udinese sporting director final thing on transfers um, he was quoted as saying Quoted by Fabrizio Romano, that big whale, um, as saying they've not matched the 35 million euro price tag, so I hope he can stay. And I bet they do because he kept them up. Yeah, yeah. That's come down, hasn't it? Because I'm sure they wanted 45 at one point and then 40 and then they want 35. So that's what they done there, it'd be 24 million. This, if I was buying a guitar, this is where I say, good luck with the sale, guys. I'm sure they would look at it and walk away. And then they'd email me about two weeks later and say, Still after that. So hopefully we'll do the same. Okay. And now 
maybe we can talk about the uh, the government. Yes, come on. <laughs> let's go. Complete boys. right turn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, shall I shall I start? Shall I go off? Shall I go off? Should we get our masks on? Do we need to wear masks to podcast? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Got a mask, actually. Yeah, I've got my terrace mask. Shall I wear that? That's <laughs> I now have to wear one for nine hours a day whilst oh, I'm working. Oh, no, I yeah. that. I look forward to that. The thing is, with this, right? Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to go. Right, We're so going. they've told us to do what they want us to do. So stay at home, lockdown. We did that. Yeah. Um, on the whole, and I fully appreciate that other people didn't follow it and the flat with the rules, but that is a minority of people. I think that on the whole, um, we adhere to what they asked us to do. Then they told us that we needed to go back to the office, which on the whole, a lot of people do. And then they told us that people who are working from home needed to return to the office because uh, I've got shares in Pret Manger and you're not spending money on sandwiches. <laughs> So people have gone back to the office. Then they said, all right, we'll give you a tenner off for cheap numbers. So why don't you go out and help out the economy and stuff like that? So people did. And then they said, it's patriotic to go to the pub and help the economy. So people have gone to the pub. And now there's been an upturn in, uh, in cases and they've gone, it's your fault because you didn't listen to what we said. Yeah. And now they've lost the trust of the whole of the public because nobody's going to listen to this now. Nobody's going to take any notice of what they're asking them to do. And the fact that they've got football fans away from the stadium just to bring you back into what the podcast is supposed to be yeah. about, that's just going to wind us up completely now. I'm, I am watching the game as a season ticket holder as much as a Man United season ticket holder would with their remote. So I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I didn't vote for these. And if you did, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Ran over. It's a bad day, can you tell? Sorry, listeners. Ross, you want to talk about the government? You want to trash talk the Tories for <laughs> a couple of minutes? I also didn't vote for them, but yeah, this, it's ridiculous. We followed kind of followed, we, the people that have stuck to the guidelines that they put in place are now seemingly being punished because other people couldn't follow them. And yeah, they wanted people to go back to work and go out for meals and stuff. Obviously, there's going to be an upturn in cases because that's just what was going to happen. It was, it was obvious, but they, they, they had to get the economy going again. So it's, 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 it's just a horrible situation. We're all we're all fucked basically. But yeah, I want to go back to football. Like I'm not a, a season ticket holder, and Ellen Road's 300 miles away from my house. But if there was a chance I could have made a game this season, I would have moved to Helen High Water to try and get there. And now yeah. I can't. I think somebody tweeted, which I can't remember who did. But if you have a look, I retweeted it. So if you have a look on mine, <laughs> I'll write about it, everybody. <laughs> Stop promotion. <laughs> um, somebody said it's not okay for seven children to feed the ducks, but it's okay for 30 adults to shoot them. That is the, the the contradiction in what they're telling us to do. So. Yeah. Right, mm. this is the the grouse hunting yeah. you're referring to. What what so Pat Panther's up to probably? That's kind of what I wanted to get into. So, pubs the the new measures are pubs close at 10 p.m. So somebody mentioned in the chat. Well, that means that punters are going to be kicked out in the 86th minute of a football <laughs> match. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, good luck. Gatherings are limited. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Gatherings are limited to six, unless you're grouse hunting. Yeah, what the fuck? Which, what? I think, like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the most Tory exception <laughs> to a rule Absolutely. I've ever heard. And if you think that the 
the self-serving nature doesn't form in every single policy. You, you're wrong because they've given money to the cronies. All the contracts for masks and stuff have gone to companies that have never do it, but they've got connections to the Tory government and they've got donors and stuff like that. It's all corrupt. All I'm going to do is I ain't got a pet, so I'm going to buy a pet grouse. I'm going to buy a gun. <laughs> I'm just never going to catch it. So I can go to anybody's house. It's now a grouse hunt. <laughs> My my idea was that um, we we all just kind of get our flat caps on and our uh, hunting jackets, couple of grouse on the Ellen Road pitch at half time. <laughs> just dress Alioski Alios- a- dress Alioski as a grouse. <laughs> yeah, and the behaviour is exactly the same. So sorry, it's a grouse hunt, guys, <laughs> and and nobody's catching fucking Alioski. No, 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 so. <laughs> One minute he's on the roof, next minute he's around the corner pitch. <laughs> Next minute he's playing with a goal. Next minute he's shaking the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do if you do catch him? You'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah. oh, you'd let that? go of that one. Yeah, definitely. Throw that one back so I can grow, but not. <laughs> you'd hold on to him for a second. He'd be like, <laughs> right in your face. Trying to bite your stomach. Was that what we did to Pablo in the pool last year? Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. He'd like he'd he wiped his nose on his shirt. Oh, he'd be chew- he'd be giving you a nibble. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, now, um, Mephesto and Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about this skit far too much. Because you just think think about, like, uh, Dr. Mephesto, like, showing all of his creations. One of them is Patrick Bamford. (laughs) Now, can we give some, can we give some um, context to this? Can we give a bit of backstory? Can you, can you... Alex, can you explain to, to anybody out there who doesn't know who Mephesto and Kevin is, can you explain why he is on the the cover of this podcast okay, episode? Okay, sorry, I'll apologise in advance. It's been a long time since I've seen this episode. Um, but Dr. Mephesto in South Park was the guy that gave that met animals, hybrids with things with four asses. So there was a monkey with four asses, or there was something else with four asses, and he had his son dressed exactly the same as him, called Kevin. And Kevin Mephesto looks exactly like our new Colombian translator. I'm sorry. If we ever get him on as a guest, I will apologise to him. <laughs> but it looks just like him. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me. Yeah, I'm wrong. I was just on a Google search because I've never watched South Park and, yeah, that is uh, that's actually terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we don't we we don't know his name, and as far as no. I know, nobody does. So uh, his name is now Kevin Mephesto. <laughs> yeah, because I was calling him the small <laughs> Colombian Cockney, and um, feeling kind of guilty about it. And then you came up with Kevin Mephesto, <laughs> and now I don't have to feel guilty about it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a great name because mine's Kev. way worse, Kevmeth. <laughs> now I have a gripe. Uh, I have a bit of a gripe with um, this small Colombian cockney, Kevin Mephesto. Right. So, and it's the similar gripe that I've had with previous translators, in that they don't, in they they don't translate Bielsa very well. Um, there is a guy called Juani Jimena, um, right. who yeah, is on fantastic. YouTube and Twitter, and he um, he uh, translates Bielsa, old Bielsa interviews and and lectures as well. Um, and he did the translation for the question that I took umbrage with on the <laughs> post-match review. Right. 
<laughs> so that question was, if you didn't listen to our podcast, what are you doing? Yes. Listen to the podcast. Getting on with your life. Terrible. How terrible of you. Dicks, what else yeah. are you doing? Come on. God. So the question was, at 4-1 down, were you, Bielsa, tempted to just put 10 men behind the ball? <laughs> um, and uh, Joani has translated the answer, Bielsa's answer. So this is what Bielsa said. He said, what this game shows is that the result is not assured by giving the ball to the opposition and defending close to your own goal. The result is assured by trying, or the lead is maintained, by trying to continue doing what allowed us to establish that lead, which is to play in the opponent's half of the pitch and to attack. And our mate Kevin <laughs> translated that. No. what the match showed was that we have to continue to do the things that made us successful in the first place and that's the best way to conserve the result rather than putting players behind the ball which isn't what I said at all no it's completely different and it's basically what Alex said no we're not going to do that we're going to get around doing what we're doing yeah (laughs) no it sounds like he's dumbing down like like the sun would for its readers so it's, it's got to be really careful with that. I, I, it must be difficult. I don't speak a second language into any sort of level that I'd be able to translate into English on the fly, under pressure, yeah. in front of the world's media. And it is the world's media now. So I can sympathise with that, but surely a little bit closer to the reality would be good. What's your I do like it when Bielsa like to... tells them off. Yeah. yeah. But he can't speak English. How does he know what they're saying? <laughs> No, I can't speak a word of English, surely not. <laughs> I'm not a translator either, uh, but I don't pretend to be. And <laughs> that's the point, isn't it? Not stealing a living. <laughs> if I say I can make a cup of tea and I come back with a fucking <laughs> hot cocoa, you're going to look at me a bit weird, aren't you? And that's the the way I'm looking at Kevin right now. <laughs> Do you reckon Kev Mephesto has just basically gone on a whim? He's like, had a few cans one night and he's been watching these. He's like, ah, I'm fucking do that. I fucking do that easy, and he's written in, and then he's got a reply back going, "Yeah, you can start next Monday." Oh, yeah, sure. shit! <laughs> Get that Duolingo installed. She's <laughs> just learned Spanish over a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing against Kev in particular. I quite like Kev. I actually really like him. I quite like I've him. I've got yeah. a kind of soft spot. I've taken to him almost immediately. Yeah. But he's the fucking third translator we've been through now. <laughs> I felt bad for Diego Reyes last year. He's got other stuff to worry about. He doesn't need to be. Con- uh, Doing Flores. that for Bielsa as well. God, no. He looked terrified every minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like rubbing it. Like, as he said something, like, uh, we, <laughs> we played well. Um, uh, oh, God, I've got that wrong. He's going to whip me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sweating. <laughs> yeah. but the thing Please is, don't put me in that room again, Mr. Bielsa. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast does not endorse slavery or keeping Diego Flores in a room. If you've been affected by these things raised in this podcast, please ring me and tell me all about it. Yeah, in case you didn't get that, we are joking most of the time. <laughs> no, people seriously think that Marcelo Bielsa keeps his ex-translators in a room. Imagine. Celine Ra- Lamar yeah. just beating them all up. Just bloody pulps on the floor. Celine was, was good value, though. I think he tried to overshadow it a little bit. He, he tried to yeah. take the stage, didn't he? He's a bit um, too highbrow. Yeah. yeah, I liked that though. He he gave a bit of uh, 
Je ne sais quoi. He took a bit of creative liberty with it. I liked I getting the insights into the, like, the players' nicknames and stuff or what he called them. That was quite cool. Yeah. He he's got had a touch of performance about him. Mm. He was like, maybe he'd been to drama school or whatever. He'd done a semester at art school or drama school and he, and he, <laughs> and he, and he thought, well, this is my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Documentary. Oh. We started off with a documentary. Fuck. Well, we We've talk, watched it now, though. We did talk at length, so... I've, yeah. I've watched okay. episode two. I've watched episode two probably four times now. Episode one didn't grab me. Episode yeah. two massively is like... The emotions in that are crazy. And I don't mind admitting that I was teary-eyed at some of that stuff. Uh, Calvin Carajo, I mean, that is enough, isn't it? Oh, God. Could you imagine, like... Bielsa, if he just complimented me, if he thought my shoes were good, yeah. I think that'd be meant for life. But to sit, for Bielsa to grab Calvin and say, Calvin Carajo, the best, the best. Like, yeah. His career's made. His career yeah. is made. So, yeah, he may have played for England after that, but that's not as important. Yeah. It really is. A thousand five hundred words from Gareth Southgate happened in that stuff, really. <laughs> no. if, Bielsa, if Bielsa caught my eye, my <laughs> breath would be taken. <laughs> my heart would stop. I'd be having palpitations yeah, for days. I like that. I wouldn't like everybody who's got selfies with him, like walking in Weatherby and in costume and stuff. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm Maybe terrified. That's, that's about me, and I don't like disturbing people. Marta, um, our Argentinian new fan, she's a fan of Bielsa, but now she's a fan of Leeds. Uh, she said that she's seen him quite a few times out and about, but wouldn't want to disturb him. Yeah, I'd be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, could you imagine if it was me that interrupted him from going through like the stats and we ended up conceding because he'd missed a set piece? Because he missed something. Of, yeah, yeah. God, I'd never <laughs> forgive myself, Kevin. We saw Lucas. Guts. We saw Lucas Radderby in Sainsbury's once, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't go up to him. No, way, absolutely no way. I've never met him. Just... Jeff Capes is the most famous person I've ever met. One for the kids there. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't think you could even Google him. I think he's pretty good. with <laughs> Jeff Capes. I was uh, working backstage at Leeds Fest and I was a massive fan of AFI at the time. Oh. And I had an AFI t-shirt on and AFI were playing that day and I was working backstage in the concrete jungle and the whole of the band walked past me and I blanked every single one of them. <laughs> I don't say anything to them. And, I, and then I, I walked past and I have got away with it. And then I looked down and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just emblazoned in their merch and just blanked every single one of them in the back of my That'd be the same with Leeds players and stuff like that. The only Leeds player of the current squad that I've met and talked to in any length is Barabi because he did some signing for me for prostate cancer when I was raising for them, but I don't think I could speak to him. It's just, what would I have to say to any of them guys? Yeah. Yeah. Apart from, I mean, he translated looks like Kevin Mephesto. <laughs> <laughs> I'd speak to him on this pod. Like, I. I'd, I'd speak to people on the on the podcast, yeah, um, because I feel like it's it's kind of our thing and it's a comfortable place and I can kind of prepare and and it's a setting, you know, it's you, you know, but it's not you're not taking up time yeah. in their private life. Yeah, yeah they probably to come and speak with you. But then you've got the other end of the scale that people have got no shame whatsoever. It's like, oh, I saw Patrick Bamford in a public toilet selfie. <laughs> you know, I can't understand that. I'll, I'll never get that. No. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I mean, we talked on the on the the last pod about maybe we could get in on the press conferences or whatever. Yeah. And 
And I was thinking, no way. You know, I was watching that press conference and by the fifth or sixth question, Bielsa's head was on the fucking desk. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he did them, not want to be there. <laughs> but could you imagine you got in there and you asked a question that he had his eyes lay up and he went, why not? And I'm giving yeah. you an answer. You're like, that's your life made? Like Calvin's yep. career's made? That'd be my life made. If I, <laughs> so if I asked the Bielsa a question that interested him, I think I'd be well pleased. I'd be in a puddle on the floor. <laughs> I'd be crying. I'd be pissing myself. Can't come into work tomorrow. Sorry. Why? Oh, I'll drown myself in my own fluids. In myself. <laughs> yeah, no, he he looks like, you know, you're about 45 minutes into a maths lesson or something. Yeah. And you're just like, fucking kill me now. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Every There's single press more conference. questions coming. He's yeah. like... No, I, you know, I'm not going to put 10 men behind the ball. No. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think he's, he has this thought, but all them opinions and questions from journalists are, are so beneath his level of knowledge about football. It's, yeah, it just doesn't compare, does it? And that's what annoyed me about Kevin's translation. Yeah. Is because he's, I mean... They they call him like his friends. Some of his friends call him like El Maestro or whatever. Yeah. Or they try to give him that nickname rather than El Loco. So El Loco is like the fool or the mad one. Mm. And El Maestro is the teacher. And I think a lot of people see him as El Maestro, as a teacher. Yeah. And you can see in that answer that I just gave, that Juani um, translated, that he is teaching you yeah. about football and about his tactics. And that's what kind of pissed me off about Kev is <laughs> because he just brushed over all of that and just said, said what I needed to, to, to get out of the way. And I've done, done work as well. I've done shitty work just to try and get home and get out of the press conference as well. But come on, Kev, <laughs> fucking hell. Step up your game, Mephesto. We're coming yeah. for you. <laughs> just back to that documentary, the second part, I, I didn't need to see Pablo at home with his kids and his wife because she's not impressed by him at all. Don't, don't, don't shatter my image of what Pablo is just because just he's just your husband. No, he is my God. Like, he's, like, he's the best player I've ever seen play for Leeds, I think. Yeah, and she's lovely as She's really nice. I've chatted yeah. to her really briefly, but yeah. Um, just seeing him in tears and the, with all the other, t- other players. Oh, God, I can't remember yeah. this. <laughs> no, I couldn't, I couldn't watch, like, I couldn't, couldn't watch them crying after the Derby game yeah. and I could not watch them crying when when we got champions either that mm. was just that was too much yeah i love these love these human so much so much of my emotional life is diverted to them yeah um and yeah i think it was, was very very difficult wasn't it what was really telling and i think it's kind of bred into this team hopefully i mean we're only two games in um but when radrizan is celebrating with liam cooper yeah, and Rajasthan saying we did it, we did it, we did it, and Cooper goes, it doesn't end here. Yeah, oh my god, Cooper he's, gets it. Yeah, his his mindset is already on this season that we're in now. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly what we need to be looking at. It's not a day out for us. It's not a, a job in the Premiership. Our oh, best journey I've ever been on. It's we're here to stay now. Hopefully, yeah, the job's not done. Not done yet. No. You wanted to talk about fucking. Some crazy shit, didn't you, Alex? Oh, Selby. Uh, fuck Selby Town. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, in non-Leeds related news. <laughs> so, yeah, so Selby Town, if you've not seen, have got a player called Reese Thompson who was on trial with them and they decided to not forgo, uh, go ahead with that trial and put him into a permanent transfer because he's a domestic abuser and has been to prison twice um, for such things as his ex-partner of making a lip paint off the floor, hitting him with an iron bar and smashing two mirrors, not one. You know, one might be acceptable. No, it wouldn't be. Two mirrors has been smashed over. And they've decided now, they've done a massive U-turn and signed him as a permanent player. And my point with this is convenient morality. Yep. Is it convenient for them to sign this player uh, because he's a good player? Would they give him the same chance if he was a shit player? I don't think they would. And I think it it relates somehow, on, <laughs> let's bring it back to Leeds related, uh, convenient morality for in the Kiko situation. Have we decided to keep Kiko on despite the guilty verdict that he had because it's, it's, uh, we set that morality aside because he's a good player and debatable. And we've got a multi-million pound contract involved. I yeah. don't like that double standard. And yeah, fuck Selby Town. So playing devil's advocate here, yeah. don't, don't get angry at me. I've told you I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't get angry. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the argumentation would be that if you've done the crime and you've paid the, if you've done the time, wait, you did the crime and then you did the time. If you paid the price, if you've done the consequences for your actions, and I think it is very difficult for ex-convicts, for example, to get to get work and so on. Um, yeah. Is, is it a case in this situation where where he's 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 been to jail and he's been kind of rehabilitated and he's not going to he's a different change person and he's not going to do it again is that the case or I'd, i would agree with you if the severity of what he did was probably low where it was i think he could have rehabilitated but he's he's actually been to prison twice where he came out and and basically slagged his ex-partner on social media and ended up going back to jail for the same thing so he's unrepentant of what he did um, and I don't, and I think, yeah, you make a good point as devil's advocate that you know there is, you've you've got a right to to redeem yourself, and you know you've got to be able to earn, earn a crust. Does he need to be a, a role model as a football player? I mean, Selby Town is in Manchester City, and they're not Leeds United. But uh, does do we want our kids growing up looking up to players that have done things like that and justify? Well. He did this. He smashed a mirror over his, his ex-partner's head and he's still playing football. So surely what I did wasn't as bad. I only punched you in the face. Yeah. Doesn't sit well on it. It's the same as when uh, Chet Evans went to prison and came back out and got a job yeah. almost straight away. Uh, a league, I think League One Chesterfield gave him a job and he went to Sheffield United and Fleetwood Town. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, he's done the time for the crime he committed, but it just doesn't sit right with me at all. Would they be so for this is my thing, would they be so forgiving and wanting to give him a chance if it was Nigel no, I'm not gonna say Nigel Worth, so I don't want to bring him into this. <laughs> if he if he was a shit footballer. Yeah. I don't think they'd be so forgiving. And it, it's if you if you are forgiving and you think that everybody deserves a second chance, cool. I get that. But it's got to be applied across the ball, not the fact that he can bang in goals for Selby Town. Yeah. If if he was a shit footballer, would they give him the same sort of redemption? I don't think they would. So- I feel like there's there would have to be a line drawn, you know. So if you were going to say 
certain crimes or if you're a repeat offender for certain crimes, then you would have to make it explicit and you would probably have to make it a law for the whole of the Football League. Otherwise, it's as we've seen with the taking the knee, um, if it's left up to clubs, some are going to do it and some aren't going to do it. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be a law, though, but I think if you read the room, which Selby seemed to do when they had him on trial yeah. and then declined to take him on, um, they've then gone back on that. And I think it's a massive PR disaster. I don't think he could score 60 goals a season and I don't think that it would turn this PR around. What, what I mean by that is morality is subjective, isn't it? So yeah. there, you know, there are some crimes that are easily or more easily forgiven you know, um, than the ones that this guy committed. Yeah, a shoplifter, maybe, mm. I guess. Um, Tony Adams being stoned at the wheel of a car. Yeah, Grealish. He is a crime, but yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I don't know. There's a sliding scale in that. I think I think if he'd have been, um, it'd been something that he was repentant about and he had rehabilitated and, you know, and yeah, if he showed any sort of remorse, I think possibly. But the fact that he hasn't, I think that's got to be, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, um, violence against women is one of the big crimes for me. That's a just domestic big violence in, in general. Thinking that anybody is—I mean, it's tantamount to torture. Forcing somebody to lick paint off the floor is torture. Yeah. And Rock holding anybody glass in that, into someone's back. Yeah, I mean, holding that, holding somebody in that regard, it could be a, a man on a woman, woman on a man. And if you're doing that to somebody, what kind of human are you? Yeah. Mm, psychopathic. I won't trust you with a slug. Okay, so are we going to do this? We're going to do this every week now. Yeah, just, this is just, going to be a theme. Just curious. We're going to have a one <laughs> fucking on. serious discussion in the middle <laughs> of a, just one massive shit sandwich every podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, in, I think in, it's good. In we summary, should be able to talk about anything. In summary, fuck Saudi That's it. Well, it's fine because we're playing Sheffield United next week, and I mean they're owned by Saudi Arabians, so we can get into that next week. Oh, Bin Laden money, yeah, let's, let's go on that. Let's go. <laughs> bin Laden money. <laughs> boom. No, probably boom. No, probably not boom. No, <laughs> definitely not boom. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I, what we're thinking about that game, what do I reckon? And we're going to beat them. I'm really confident about this. I don't know why. They didn't look very good last night against Villa. They looked terrible against Wolves. Egan's out uh, as well, isn't he? Because he got John Egan's now gone, yeah, for a straight red card. <laughs> Arguable whether it was a red card. Um, well, it's a second yellow. Oh, was it like a straight red? I'm uh, hoping it's a second yellow because I can't dispute that. I can't get that rescinded. Oh, even better. Egan, red. Yeah. Straight red. Was it straight red? Right, okay. Gone. Oh, really? And deserved, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, thing, the thing about that is we're telling players not to dive all the time. He didn't. No. He didn't dive. No. He he did get obstructed. He got pulled back, mm. and 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 it was stopping a potentially goal scoring opportunity awesome. because um, there uh, is it Ramsdale. Yeah, is it Ramsdale? Yeah, it came out like a like Kiko on uh, <laughs> on methamphetamine. Yeah, Kevin. Um, <laughs> <and laughs> so there's <laughs> a big opportunity <laughs> to to score a goal from that. So yeah. yeah. Fair play to the refs for making that decision, I think. Because I think a lot of the times in the Championship, if that had happened, I don't think we'd have gotten a foul. Yeah, you know, there's, there's got to be a big not. play made of going down and screaming and stuff like that. So. Mm. Their team looks largely the same as it was in the Championship. They just signed Sander Burge, who's a good central midfielder. 
They got Ollie McBurney in that weird Leetating thing of his. Yeah, I thought he was a Lita Potter. That's what I always thought as well. I thought so too. Yeah. They've still got Billy Sharp. There's no goals in this team at all. Did Cute. we reject Bat 5 0? I don't know. I'm on his Wikipedia page now. He came through the Leeds Youth Academy in 2010 and then we sent him mm. off to Bradford. So, yeah, fair enough. He's right. Okay. <laughs> That's why he hates us. We sent him to Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our Bradford listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was Nothing released at under 14s level. Okay. But what, one thing that he's good about playing Sheffield United is Chris Wilder is a perfect candidate for a small face. He's just got the yeah. right skin complexion. He's got he's already slightly small face to the size of his head. It <laughs> will be a joy for me to do just after this podcast is recorded and I'll post on Twitter. He's an angry little man. They haven't won a game this season. They lost the two in the league and they lost to Burnley on penalties in the League Cup as well. So for our match previews, I try and get uh, opposition podcaster yeah. um, onto it, right? Fulhamish replied straight away, yeah, we'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Apple some pears. Man City guy, I, I messaged the Blue Moon podcast. and Oh, right, I'll be you, with you. <laughs> can you do a Man City accent? That'd be Man United. Man United. Manchester <laughs> accent. Yeah, Man um, and, and he was like, yeah, pal, I'll be happy to be on your podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sheffield and, United, uh, yeah. I've, I've found two. Um, so <laughs> they're they're about fucking they're about fucking thirty Man City podcasts. Yeah, more than more more Man City podcasts than Leeds ones. Um, there was there was a, a few Fulham ones, maybe three or something like that. Um, and I obviously picked the one that won the award. Yeah, of course. Um, don't want to deal with these average guys. <laughs> you don't want to have two average podcasts together just to <laughs> cancel each other out. <laughs> Makes it even worse. Yeah. It'll make a break in the time-space continuum. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and Sheffield United, they've got two yeah. podcasts. One is like on the official channel, which is, I find is weird. Um, and the other one is called Blades Pod, mm. and they've both ghosted me. Oh, Fucking man. ghosted. I searched for ages for Sheffield United Pods, and yeah, literally there's two. And one of them hasn't done a podcast since January, so I think there's just one now. Yeah. So do we just write to Sean Bean and ask him to come on for half an hour? <laughs> Sean Bean. Yeah, Should we get a Wednesday phone on? Because they're all the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's just different calls, isn't it? Yeah. Same, same call. <laughs> I'm not going to be on a show with you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to kill him at the end somehow. Yes. <laughs> Sean, uh, can you just fall off your chair? Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I confident ain't about this. falling off my chair, you bastard. <laughs> I'm, conf- I'm confident about this game. I don't know why. I think they've been found out slightly and they're overlapping centre-backs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, we're going to see our green and blue kit for the first time. Yes, I'm I'm wearing this in preparation right. and I'm only kind of half going, I'm only half disappearing on the, on, I should say to people listening on the podcast, for these visual references, I'm just getting into the swing of things. I was on a, just a bit brief, brief background that you don't really need to know. I had a radio show seven years ago, so I was used to public speaking. And I'm very fucking rusty. You might have noticed that from last week. <laughs> so for people listening, 
uh, I'm, I've got a green screen behind me and I'm wearing the old green and navy kit because apparently, yeah, I have to wait another 28 days or whatever for the shirt, the new kit to be delivered. That's so I'm only kind of half disappearing here. Have you got Yaboa on the back? Yaboa, yes. Yaboa, <laughs> fucking hell. That won't be cheap either. And, and there's somebody, obviously somebody's processed that order. If you've not seen it, there's somebody on Leeds Facebook, which always delivers. Uh, somebody's ordered two shirts, one of them with 21 Yaboa spelled Y-A-B-O-A-H. And you can't return that sort of stuff. And no, somebody no. at the Leeds shop has got to spell it wrong, but I'm still going to print it. Yeah, what a take. <laughs> But yeah, the, there is concern about the colours that, um, and Howard Wilkinson said this before that you know it kind of goes into the crowd on a, a, a night game. So luckily, this is a twelve o'clock kickoff, is it? Twelve thirty. Yeah, so it should be okay. Um, How dark is it? Like in reality, you've got one, Alex. Is it really dark? Or? Uh, it's a little bit more muted than the ninety six kit. Oh, ninety five, ninety five, ninety five, um, ninety three, ninety something, ninety kit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a little bit muted. Um, it looks nicer in real life, um, right. but I, I'm a green colourblind, so I, I might be talking absolute shit right now. <laughs> looks good to me. Looks good to me. And, Wait um, a minute. You're colourblind? Yeah. You can't see red or green? I can see them, but they just look weird to me. So if, if you put red and green together, my eyes dance about like pixies. Not much. So, so that's why you can't watch Scum then. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> that's why I hate them, because it's red kit, green, yeah. Ooh, green pitch. Yeah. That's my excuse at traffic lights anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it was all amber to me, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's why all the photos I had are in black and white, because if I do it in colour, they just look weird as fuck to everybody else. <laughs> so what we need then is our third kit to be high-vis. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, just dress like Binman. be fantastic. Yeah. Fucking Binman vests. <clears throat> Not the red that it's uh, reported to be. It's going to mess you up even more. <laughs> Oh please, burgundy. Yeah, sorry. Like it was like like it was platinum, not grey. Come yeah. on. <laughs> there was one game last season, talked about the cold buy stuff. There was one game last season, a character I think it was QPR. And they were like in a mint green kit against our yeah. white. And I might as well have just gone on. Might as well have gone on. Because I had you know, no I, chance. I think obviously colours fine, but they looked exactly the same to me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it got to the point where we scored and um <sighs> I was like, Oh, was that an uncle? Oh no, it wasn't, it was Jack Harrison. Oh great. It was like watching a football game and not knowing what's going on. So, yeah, pretty much most season for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I try and stay away from predictions, but I do. I do have a bit of an apprehensive feeling about Sheffield United. But I'm thinking it's probably an emotional thing because I remember the last time we played them, we lost one nil, and and I, I knew that going into that game, if we won, that was us virtually up. You know? Yeah, Chris Basham is still there as well, unfortunately. Prick. Played every game this season for them. <laughs> yeah, We're going to win. It is a bit like that. They are like what you'd call a bogey team, I think. Yeah. I am a little bit worried. Um, I mean, we've got the, we've shown in the first two, first one and a half league games that <laughs> we, can, we can definitely do it. We can definitely score. So, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. I think you're going you're to notice from my predictions, I'm going to predict 38 wins this season. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any more for any more? Uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of salt uh, from some oh, Aston Villa yes. fans. Um, right, so this is the more salt please segment. Yeah. Uh, this is. Should I give the name? No, I won't give the name, just in case. <laughs> just give it privately. Private, so <laughs> yeah. compiling. 
Uh, so they were responding to a TalkSport tweet about Bielsa and what a genius he is. Um, so they say, what Bielsa did uh, to Leeds, turning him mid-table to Premier League in two seasons, Dean Smith did in half the time at Villa, including a record-breaking 10-game win streak, a cup final the following season, and Premier League survival. But the tiny club at Leeds loving continues. Tiny. Tiny, tiny club. club. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dean Smith replaced all of his team when they went up. Exactly. <laughs> and almost got relegated. Yeah, so... And the only reason they didn't, the only reason they didn't get relegated is because VAR wasn't turned on. Oh no, the goal line technology wasn't turned on. Yeah, they would be in the championship right now. What Bielsa did at Leeds <laughs> is nothing compared to what Deed Smith did at Villa. Just imagine thinking that those two are in the same stratosphere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've also got some Facebook nonsense you. as well. Oh, some more Facebook oh yeah, nonsense. these are my favourite. <laughs> Uh, this is from the Leeds United's Barmy Army Group um, Premier League in uh, closed captions just in case you weren't sure what league we're in um, £13 million pounds for a player that's given away two penalties in two games rubbish just as bad as Biel- <laughs> Belushi that's who he's reminding me of <laughs> uh, that wait, guy is not happy waiting for the Robin Cock um, spreadsheet <laughs> coming out and for him to be nicknamed the Warrior and then yeah. make a clearance um, into, into the air and we'll lose Got some overhead yeah. kicks in his own box. Get booed at a pre-season friendly. There's no nuance with Leeds fans on Facebook. It's black or white. It's either the fantastic or the worst or Chilinio with an eye. Uh, <laughs> this is what, or Marcello Bielsa, or Belisa. It's normally Belisa. Yeah. Um, so he's actually spelled Belushi right, so he's obviously a big fan. Yeah, he's Googled it. I better get this right or they'll pile on me for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. he, he did soundly get um, talked down by pretty much every person that commented and there's about 100 comments, so fair play to those people. Or it could just be a double a double cross and it's actually a troll. That, yeah. That. yeah. I might sign this on Fenwick account just for one there. It's like, I, I think Felix Friedwald is a lot better than this French book. Let's get him back. Biscuit lists were quite good. Yeah. From Facebook user LUFC Colin. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to Bailey Peacock Farrell? He <laughs> were he were really good. Yeah. As clubs in his name. We should have kept him. He's a peacock. <laughs> Why did we get That's me? the best reason. <laughs> yeah. It's the best reason yet. <laughs> it's named after a pub over at Road. You know, you can't get rid of players like that. Don't be loyal. Well, you can't have these these French Meliers coming over here stealing their goalkeepers. <laughs> no loyalty these days. Yeah. Brexit means Brexit. No passion. <laughs> no passion for the country and the local lads not giving him a chance. Yeah. Taking the French guys. <laughs> Northern Ireland's barely pick up Farrell. Yeah. Stealing our job. It's talking about passion. I don't think I've seen any expression on Bailey Peacock's Farrell. Bailey Peacock Farrell's face other than Murr. Yeah. Oh, that went in. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. oh. <laughs> Guess I've got to pick you out of the net again then. Yeah. Wasn't it Pontus just absolutely boring him out and just stood there just staring at him like dead eyed? <laughs> What we're talking about? Yeah, yeah it reminded me of sort of badly shaped piece of cream. Yeah. His face. We're going to need some more on that. Yeah, that's the next podcast image. When, when we play Burnley, that's the podcast image. <laughs> yeah. Wobbling a little bit. And this is right, the time where the podcast has kind of fizzled out. We're talking about yeah. Bailey Peacock cream face. End this, I don't know. Bring this to the end. Yeah, Ross is always the voice of reason. Like, yeah, it's probably time we bring this. <laughs> so, in a week where the government has banned public gatherings and 
football matches, we've decided to take up grouse hunting at halftime on the Ellen Road pitch to ensure that fans can get to do what we love to do, which is be at games. And the only way to do that, of course, is by finding that Tory loophole and exploiting it for all it's worth. The documentary dropped and it was emotional. Ross McCormack joined Aldershot and that was emotional for them. Leeds destroyed Fulham and that was emotional for Scott Parker. Fulham. Um, and and Bielsa's little mutant son <laughs> made a big cock up. A tiny cock up, huh? <laughs> Sorry, a tiny. A tiny cock up. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Stevens was sent off to to um, re- end his career at Swindon Town. <laughs> no, but seriously, best wishes to Jordan Stevens. Yeah. I'm sure that move is going to be great for him. <laughs> and uh, Victor Orta's European pillage continued with the acquisition or hopeful acquisition of Diego Lorente. Uh, on a somber note, uh, we we wish the family of Ellis all of our best, um, and our thoughts are with you um, after losing a very courageous little uh, Leeds United fan. He's got more courage than most of us, I think. Yeah, it's far that better than I could. Okay, and it's a goodbye from Ross. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from Alex. Very goodbye from me. And it's a very goodbye from him. And you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and in your podcast player if you want. Or if you don't, that's okay. That's fine with us too. We don't mind. You can follow us in real life as well, but there is um, certain acts that we can do to stop you doing that. Yeah. Only if you dress as a grouse and you've got a gun. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You can follow me around if you want, but it's pretty boring, to be honest. Go to the Watch shop. Just stand over your shoulder while you're podcasting. Oh, I found right, Badger. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, he's staying in his fucking house. <laughs> Pretty much. He's picking his nose right now. He's, I can see him. He's got a big one. <laughs> he's eating it. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm going to go find Ross. Oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LEFC data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interested than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie Ed McIntyre, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon, Nige and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's